0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: You're listening to Griefcast with me, Carrie Lloyd. How do we grieve for someone? How does it change and evolve as we get older? My dad died when I was 15 and it took me many, many years to be able to express what I had gone through. So I decided to create Griefcast, a chance to talk, share and laugh about the weirdness of grief and death. But with comedians, so it's not that depressing, I promise. Each time I talk to a different comedian about their own personal experience of grief as we remember someone that they have lost along the way. Whether it was a long time ago or you've just joined the club, This is a chance to talk about the peculiar human process of death. Welcome to GriefCast.
0: Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it.
1: Hey griefsters, hope you had a good week. If you are listening on the day that this comes out, hey... Thanks for being so prompt and listening on a Wednesday, it's much appreciated. And just a reminder, we have a live grief coming up this Friday, the 16th of November at the Dulwich Picture Gallery, where I'll be joined by Jeff Lloyd from Reasons to be Cheerful and Adrift podcast, Sophie Duker from Channel 4's Riot Girls, and Stevie Martin from the Nobody Panic podcast. What a lineup. There's a few tickets left and you will also get entrance to the Ribera exhibition that's on as well. So head to the Dulwich Picture Gallery website for more details of how to buy tickets. This week I'm talking to actor and comedy performer Yasmin Akram. Yasmin has been seen in an absolute plethora of comedy shows, including most recently There She Goes for BBC Two. Uh, She played Jonesy in Lovesick, which is on Netflix, and very keen fans will know that she played Janine in Sherlock, which means I once texted her saying, OMG, you just kissed him. Spoiler alert. Yasmin came in to talk to me about her dad, who died four years ago, and her aunt Bernadette, who died when she was in her 20s. Welcome to Griefcast. I'm here today with actor and writer Yasmin Akram. Hello. Hi. Hi, guys. Um, I really wanted to in- introduce you as unidentified woman. <laughs> Are we allowed to say why? Oh yeah, I think we can. So you're just filming something. We won't say what, but you've just been filming something. Yes. And it's so exciting that the Daily Mail took a picture
0: of you filming it. Yeah, and described me as unidentified woman. We say he was standing next to. you? Oh, I was basically in a scene with David Tennant. David Tennant. So of course they're gonna like. I'm under no illusion that David Tennant is a lot more famous than I am. I, and I didn't expect anyone to be taking a picture it was of me.
1: Unidentified man
0: and Yasmin Akram? <laughs> yeah. and someone being like, I think that's David I Tennant. Did, I think that's the former Doctor Who. He's he's done an awful lot of stuff. But it was. Um, yeah, it was one of those things where my friend sent me the the like a, a text going, "Oh look at this," and then I read it and all of my ego like fell fell out of oh, my armpits.
1: Did it not feel quite good to be? Because I always think if you're if you're if you're real, no one they just cut you out of the picture. Well, <laughs> like, that's when they go. David Tennant was at a pub and you see your hand like in shot. <laughs> yes. You're like, I was next to him. I was there. I think unidentified woman is. For the Daily Mail, that's like
0: maybe we, we respect you. Yeah, you're going up in the world. Girl. Yeah, but it just was like it could have taken two minutes to just you know Google. I know, but don't I? I won't say it, I got
1: asked. I was in a picture of me was in something with someone else who's equally famous, and the um, the publication emailed me with a circle around this woman's face, going, "Who's this?"
0: And then I had to tell them, and she's quite like not <laughs> mega famous, but like enough of an easy Google. Yes, that's the thing when you just go. It's not. I'm. I'm not. Pretending yeah. that I'm Cheryl Cole, or whatever she's calling herself these days. She's the height of fame. <laughs>
1: is that your height of fame, Cheryl Cole? <laughs> Cheryl Fesandis. Oh, has she gone back to Cole? I don't
0: know what she is anymore Can't because she was... Fesandis. And then she just gave up with yeah. Cheryl. Then there was Ches. a Liam situation. They were never married, formally. But they're not together now, I hear. They're not together. I mean, do you know you're just going? Look, let's all give up. Because if Cheryl... <laughs> has broken up with somebody, I just don't believe that that men stay. (laughs) (laughs) If it can't work for shares. Yeah, exactly. Um, Who are we remembering today? Can I do two? Of course, you can, yeah. Well, we'll be remembering my father Mm -hmm. and my Auntie Bernadette. Oh, Yes. I like I that kinda, name. Yeah, it's good, isn't it's it? It's strong. She was never a Bernie. Oh, always right. a Bernadette. Bernadette. Yeah. And what was your dad's name? This is the thing. I think my father's <laughs> name this is where we this is why I had to do two, because okay. they're kind of interlinked. But okay. um uh my dad's name, I think, was Chowdhury Muhammad Akram. Right. I think. You think? Because there's like a basically you know, I love a sentence that starts I think <laughs> like my, my dad's, dad's name was because yeah. it's one of those things where you know I don't know what movie it was, but it was like I was born and then everyone started lying. Right. So there was a bit like that. So my father's always been a bit of a question mark, right? And very, as we can tell, because I I don't really I'm not really sure on his name. Not a very close relationship, right? Yes, but so it yes. was very like he was he came into my life about like three times. Wow. So it was the weirdest thing was he him and my mother broke up when I was about 18 months old.
1: And where did they meet? Did they meet in Ireland? They met in Manchester. In Manchester, okay.
0: And I think... Like, but your mum is Irish. My mum is Irish. Right, and he's from... Um, Pakistani, Pakistan, right. And so I think it was very weird for my mother and very exotic right. to be this tiny... And my mother is a tiny woman. She's <laughs> like the smallest you'd ever see, Kylie right. size. Okay. Um, this tiny little Irish girl in Manchester and all of a sudden a man... Like a big tree, a big dark tree comes into our life. <laughs> Who wouldn't want a big dark tree in their life? Sounds great. It was great. like all of our Christmases came at once. Yeah. And so they met and they got married and um, had my sister, had me, broke up when I was 18 months old. Wow. We went back to Ireland with my mum.
1: Okay. And
0: so I, I thought I had no recollections of them and no, yeah. you know, oh, that was, I was a baby, I don't... You know, did And keep that's anything.
1: young as well. Your mum with two
0: right. kids at that age, that must yes. have been hard. Which I assume is why she went home. Just... Yes, exactly. I thought she just kind of went, look, I've, yeah. I've got no other options here. Yeah. I've got to, my sister was, uh, I think, probably four. Yeah, she oh, was four. Oh, my God. And so we picked up, went home. So they had been together for a while. They'd been together for... But this is the thing. So there's a... I'm going to spoiler alert this. <laughs> okay. okay, Just because it's going to come out sooner or later. Sure. So we didn't know and it, it took me until I met him... In my adult years, and I met him like so. Saw him uh, at four. I think I saw him again at six. Then I didn't see him again till I was twenty-eight. Wow! And when I met him when I was twenty-eight, it turned out that he had uh, a different family in Pakistan. Wow! Right. Yeah. which I and my mother knew about. We never knew about me and my sister. Never knew about. So, so your
1: mum knew when he married her. He'd always, he was already married to someone in Pakistan.
0: Yes. So they there's a lot. Well, there's a lot already listen, on the table. Yes. Listen. <laughs> we haven't even broken the ba- the oh seal hasn't even been broken okay unidentified woman's life is <laughs> yeah it's that's very really dramatic so, yeah so yes they my mother met him apparently he kind of said to her if you've ever watched the film east is east he was like yes i've got a, a wife back home but i can have another wife here yeah. and you know you'll be my main wife I'll be here with the kids and I'll go back to Pakistan. She's holiday and, wife. She's holiday wife. Right. She's home wife. Yeah. You know we all got two wives? Sure. So <laughs> she's the first one. Yeah. So my mum was like, I think my mum was a bit naive. I think it's fair to say she was naive. Right. Okay. And kind of went, okay, yeah, that, that's going to work out perfectly because you're not, you're not going to go with the person who is with all of your family and yeah. um, culturally understands you. You're going to stay with the woman who has bloody no idea what you yeah. are and how you work and everything else. So uh had my sister... Yeah. Dad goes back to first family. Wow. And so I think then he comes back again, and my mother did the rookie mistake of.
1: <laughs> let's, let's try this again, shall we? <laughs> yeah,
0: let's get nice and pregnant. Yeah. And see if this one is a sticker. Yeah. And uh, I came along, and unfortunately, I wasn't a boy. Which was told oh. to me at a later date as well, which my dad said to me very openly when, wow. as an adult. He went, I mean, he asked me when you were born and your mother rang me. Wasn't even there. Uh, he said, your mother rang me and she said, uh, well, it's a girl. And he said, and I went to her, damn you, Mona. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> laughing because it's just like, what dialogue is that? Like... Even- Carrie, this is why it's been years of therapy. <laughs> I'm not surprised. It's like, dude. I know. Like, don't don't tell me that don't story. Don't tell Yasmin
1: that. Sure. You know what? If you're going to say that, it's a different time, it's a different place. Yeah. Don't
0: tell the child don't that. Don't tell the child who uh, who doesn't have the huge, like, the biggest amount of self-esteem going yeah. anywhere.
1: Who's an actor? Yeah. So. Already chipping away every single day. <laughs> yes. Damn you, Mona. Yes. Yeah,
0: so that was, uh, so basically, wow. the vagina <laughs> just sealed the deal. Yep. Yeah. And I was... And that's a sentence I've never said before, <laughs> Me the having vagina vagina. Literally sealed the deal. <laughs> and he was out the door and again. And he was
1: just like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah, he was like, oh, this isn't really going to work for me. I'm going to go back to my first family. And so does when- he have... Did he have sons over there? So he had a son. Oh, God, it gets so bizarre. Are you ready oh my for this? Oh, God, yeah. So he had a, a son, two daughters, then my sister, then me, and then had a younger daughter after me.
1: Oh, I mean, I'd say... If anyone's blaming anyone, it seems like his sperm was producing a lot of girls. (laughs) Exactly. And it is the man that decides the sex of the baby. Well, that's it. And Mm.
0: and apparently, if they're a very masculine, alpha kind of dude, they have more girls. Really? And I think that my dad was incredibly... I mean, you know, yeah, I think it's fair to say that he wasn't a lover of of women. (laughs) (laughs) He, He wasn't the biggest fan. And I don't think he, you know had the most progressive... Right, yes. Themes. And yet he and produced all. a lot of daughters. A lot of girls. Wow. But that's actually, you know what, that's probably not fair for me to say because when I did meet him when I was older, he never had a problem with me being an actor. And as right. I was doing a lot of comedy and yeah. doing live comedy, he didn't have a problem with that. I know that my younger sister, half-sister, she, you know, was in college and, you know, he was very, very... Um, Supportive of her education, so he wasn't like the typical yeah, yeah. Muslim dad who was like you know women should be locked up in a kitchen and and you know he he never really cared about stuff, and he was very understanding of the fact that we were I me and my sister were western girls, and we we yeah. did, you know obviously weren't muslim and and obviously we're never going to be so wow. you know, so that was kind of. Cool, cool like open-minded in some ways. Yes, yeah. I think he kind of could own up to the fact that he really fucked up. (laughs) Like he was just going, like when it comes to being a dad, I was the shittest one. So whatever you are now, great, keep going. (laughs) as as, like you haven't murdered anybody. That's that's a good job. So, (laughs) so let's go. You met him when you were four. Do you remember that? Yes, I remember. Um, being in an airport. And he, like knowing, oh, I'm going to meet my dad. Isn't that weird? Because yeah. all the girls at school they've met their dad. Their dads yeah. are like there when they finish school and in, in you know of a day. And standing there, and I was oh god, it's so clear in my mind. I was pulling, you know those, you know the way chairs, you know the way chairs have the flippy bit. Oh yeah,
1: the flip down bit. Yeah, yeah.
0: flip down seat. <laughs> I was flipping down the flip down seat yeah. and then this mad big tree man, like this the tallest man I'd ever seen in my life, because my dad was about six foot four.
1: Wow. And
0: and, and also let's be honest, brown. And I lived in Ireland where no one was anything but wow, white. Yeah. So so he's coming towards me and I'm just going, <laughs> that, oh, that's my dad. I didn't, I don't wow. know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting that. Wow. So, and then everybody in that kind of 80s, no one can really, no one's going to do this delicately yeah, or in any yeah. way, helpfully. Everyone was like, Yazzie, that's your dad. That's your dad now, Yazzie, that's your dad. And I was going, okay, so, so and, and immediately expecting me to, hug him yes. and be fine and, with it rather I, than like
1: hey take it on your terms yes this is a lot
0: to deal with this is because you don't remember him and you know all yeah. of that kind of other stuff so I I remember just having to Im- immediately love him and being a God. bit like oh I, d- I don't I don't get this yeah and then he stayed and, and you know because a child's brain he could have been there for a week he could have been there for yeah, six months yeah. I'm not really sure but he he was there for a while and and I, I again loved him by the time you know, he was going again, yeah, yeah. you know, besotted and that was my dad. And I think he made sense to me as well because because I knew I was mixed race. I didn't yeah. really know what that was and I didn't really know yeah, yeah. why I was different and other children would say it to me. And, and I was going, so I had this kind of thing that is identified it's identifiable just by looking at me yeah yeah. and no one can answer any questions i have about that god and suddenly he was there and i was like he's the answer to the question you don't even have to ask me any questions because look that's him that's but, why i am yeah me yeah Yeah. and then again wow, so we
1: kids say stuff to you even when you were little
0: because yes, it's weird like here in in london everyone just tells me all the time how Irish I look and not yeah, yeah. and not, not like a huge amount of people think I'm mixed race yeah. a lot of the time they just think I'm I'm white because I'm very very pale but in Ireland and I don't know if it was just darker I mean there's the, the pale scale in Ireland <laughs> yes. as a Celt myself yes it's it's, it's something else it's, it's it's like it's it's less than milk yeah that's it yeah. How yeah. white beyond it milk beyond milk and um, which they should put on a slogan or something <laughs> welcome I, to Ireland beyond, beyond milk, milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you sort of you do get shade of potato
1: don't you yes it's, yeah it's, that, that's exactly I don't mean that offensive i no, just mean like the, <laughs> the peel no, you said yeah, it yeah I've said it I've said it but as someone who is half Welsh yes I understand yes,
0: it is a very very fair because you
1: talk. would say like you would say you would pale and I'd be like I think you look extremely like <laughs>
0: compared to me well that's I well. mean I've just been away yeah. so I've just I've got a bit of a tan you've got a bit of a tan but it, usually I'm I'm very yeah. and I think I was anemic for a bit during the year and I was going oh I'm very pale I'm very very pale so I was doing a thing with um, lovely rum manganese. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I watched some stuff back and I was going, now, I just look white. <laughs> like, I just look like a really white person. And, I, and I'm and i not being offensive to Rom. I mean, maybe I am, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But I was going, oh, you can't even tell. Yeah, yeah. And I thought it would come out more <laughs> if we were standing side You've by got side. You've iron, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. it doesn't
1: come out. It just doesn't come out. So, so. kids would say, like, oh, you're
0: you're yeah. not white basically. Yeah, yes and I think wow. and it, obviously it's coming from their parents
1: Yeah. so yeah.
0: you know because little little kids like that don't they, yeah, have, they have no idea what's different so yeah there would be some some kind of racial slurs and that kind of stuff wow. and you know and so it, yeah it was just something I kind of felt very ashamed of oh, God. like I just and I, I didn't want and I didn't want to have a funny name I had a funny yeah, name of course
1: because yeah Yasmin Akram in Ireland yeah. I imagine
0: is extremely exactly. different in the 80s Yeah, <laughs> just not that's never going to fly so so yeah, yeah. I was yeah. just always felt, yeah, just like that, that I had this thing and I was kind of, it was, I was kind of saddled with it, with no explanation and no yeah. one to kind of go, well, I'm that part of you and I yeah. love you and I'm there. So, so yeah, when he came to visit it, that helped, I guess, is what you're saying. Yes, it felt yeah. like, oh, it gave me a sense of that part of myself. Yeah. And, and, and then again, I woke up one morning, he was gone. And so, wow. you know, you get, kind of get, I mean, like it's had so much impact in, my relationships. Yeah, yeah, You know what I mean? Because it's like, I I spent so much time waiting for my father to come back. Yeah. Because, and, and I think when I met him when I was 28, he told me this story where we had been in a a car together when I was about 18 months old. Mm. And, he was saying to me, oh, you know, Yazzie, we were in this car and you were looking out the window and you were saying, doggy, daddy, daddy, doggy. And and I was saying to you, Yazzie, can you see a doggy or are you calling me a doggy? Mm. And we were kind of laughing about it. And then I just went, oh, shit. I knew you were my dad. So when I was 18 months old, I identified you as my dad. Yeah. And I woke up one morning and you were gone. And yeah. no one ever told me what happened to you. And, and then all of a sudden you came back when I was four. Oh, so I so much to it. having My daughter is about... She thinks she's just past 18
1: months, but they utterly can identify mum, dad, grandma, aunts and uncles and cousins. Like, they they can separate. And maybe, you know, extended family is a bit confusing. Sometimes people get (laughs) called the same name, but mum and dad, definitely. And she looks for me if I'm not there, and she looks for my husband if he's not there. Exactly. Like, you definitely have a sense of that, which I think... Yeah, I guess unless you have been told or you see that in a kid you think, oh I probably didn't know, but yeah, you do
0: at 18 months. Yeah. You do know who your mom and dad are definitely. I know and and because I'd never really thought about that and just gone yeah. baby, no recollection. And then then it kind of the impact of it of, of just course, sitting huge. there going, oh god, he yeah, he was gone. And so So when
1: did you literally wake up and he just do you think yeah. they did an 80s thing of like, don't tell Yasmin, it upset her?
0: Exactly. There was all of just that. Just go. Just let's go. Let's go. I mean, my sister and I have a, a vague memory of him hu- coming into our room and hugging us and crying, but we were pretending we were asleep. So we we were just like, you know, and obviously being awake, but we didn't want to. We could we couldn't compute what was going on, yeah, and yeah. also my dad was quite an emotional person, and wow. and in Ireland we didn't we didn't like emotions. We weren't <laughs> going to use them anytime soon. So <laughs> yeah. I remember him crying. Hey, thank I was you. Like oh no, I yeah. I can't deal with this. Um. So it was yeah, it was it was very, it was very odd, and I think you know I can talk about it, but even when you you know when I'm talking about it now, there's a kind of a distance between me and talking about it because. I th- I still think I'm just I I will spend forever just going, uh-huh. yeah, you know because it's a shock, isn't it? Yeah, it really is, and and you just kind of I suppose he w- when I I met him and and realized that we had these other siblings, I realized that he was a good dad to them. Yeah, and you're just going okay, so you were you so were you were capable of it? Yes, yeah. just not with us, and then you kind of have a a feeling of. I think you know you do internalize not being good enough, of and course, you of know course. all of that kind of st- like other things. And it's just
1: the, I always said like there's always consequences to your actions, not sure. necessarily good or bad, but there are just consequences. And the the consequences of his action of leaving will always make a child feel like oh well why yeah why not why not? me exactly. like am I of course like and even you know you can rationalize it as much as you want, but when you're a kid, mm. you know, and it's funny because like, it sounds. Not to, because obviously our stories are extremely different, but no. I can identify with that feeling because that's how I felt because my dad died so quickly. I, I feel like I've spent 20 years going, sorry, what? Yes, yeah. Sorry, can, sorry. Yeah, yes. Can we just, no, I feel like no one's explained it properly. <laughs> yes, can, yeah. And it's. I think it's just when something happens very suddenly. Yeah. And I think if you are probably quite, being a performer sensitive and emotional yes
0: yes big <laughs> It sort time. of like scars scars the inside oh, a bit God, like yeah. big wow, time what yeah. just happened yes and i think that i yeah I, I i really am the probably one of the most sensitive people
1: yeah. i've ever
0: known <laughs> so um, so i do think that there was a lot of um pain that just wasn't i, I just pushed down and no one was able to help me with and yeah, you know yeah. we just did, and when my dad left we didn't talk about him You know what I mean? Like it wasn't, and like, because I I always remember feeling like it would hurt my mother's feelings if I I talked about him. So I didn't want to, and I wanted her to feel like she was enough, that she was doing enough and that she was, you know, that we didn't need a dad. And that, I mean, I always just think though, it's funny with women and, you know, and with men as well, when you're in a relationship with somebody who is flibbity-jibbity and flighty and non-committal, like. They're, if you think having a child with them is going to make them settle down, it's like they're just going to do that to your children. Yeah, so yeah. it's the same relationship again. And and I, you know, I, like I have the ability to get a tan, Carriette. That's <laughs> something the man will have always given me. But I sometimes do think, oh, ma'am, like you should have just... Yeah. P- I mean, if she'd picked better, I wouldn't be here. But there's, yeah, you know, yeah. there's something about it that I felt was so... Like she really got nothing from him. He offered her nothing and he yeah. gave her nothing. Yeah. And I think that that really hurt her for her entire life as well because she i remember we she used to always listen to um abba's one of us in the car and me and my sister <laughs> would pissing. And, and it's basically like somebody missing somebody else and yeah. me and my sister used to be pissing ourselves going oh that song's so shit mom loves that song and then it was when we were growing up We were. i think we were having a glass of wine one night going do you remember mom used to love one of us and then we sang the song and then started bawling because <laughs> you were like oh my god she missed
1: him so much oh. so it's just like... i love those things you don't realize are painful <laughs> as a kid you're like
0: ah you idiot yeah. why did you like that
1: oh because it made you feel sad <laughs> sorry
0: i didn't realize i was just sorry i was just a child i had no yeah. idea so it the kind of that was like him you know 18 months four years of age and then when my my sister and myself were like mid-20s we kind of just weren't having a great time in our lives. Mm. And she did the landmark forum. Now, this is very
1: interesting. I don't think we've actually spoken about this before. Go on. That you, <laughs> we've, I think we've touched on it on other episodes, that my parents bought over the landmark forum. Fuck. No, I don't think oh. we've talked about this. And I was thinking this on the way here. So it used to be called Est in right. the 70s. And um, my dad did the PR Fest, right. Okay. When it first came over from America. Yeah. And they said to him, "Well, you have to do the course. You can't just do the PR for it." So he did the course. Yeah. And fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. And Jesus, my mum used to work for Werner Erdhard, who is the founder of this. Right. If you don't know what we're talking about, you're so confused. Yes. Um, est. Then, thanks to some tax difficulties, um, <laughs> we branded itself as Landmark Forum. Right. So I was heavily involved in Landmark Form as a child. Like, so Landmark Form if you don't know, is like a sort
0: of. It's it's, like, how do you explain? It's
1: like a self-help yes, thing you like can a do. Very
0: intensive self-help. Very intensive. I think it's like a weekend you do.
1: Yeah, you do like well, like two nights in a weekend, don't you? And you yes. do like levels one, two, and three, and yeah, it's it's like. Everyone thinks it's a cult. It has some similarities to... There's a cult checklist. Right. And it has some similarities, but it's not... I would just say... I say to people, it's like a mild cult.
0: Yeah, (laughs) because you can leave. You
1: can leave. It's not like you're locked up in a compound together. It's a course you pay for and you go on and you go uh, home. uh, Yeah.
0: Do you know what I think it does? It basically... If you're the type of person who's in any way, shape, or form prone to denying things, mm. denying situations, or being in denial about anything, or letting people walk all over you, or whatever, it gives you that tool to just go, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be very real. I'm going to yeah. live in reality. And I'm Can gonna... you
1: imagine being brought
0: up by that?
1: Jesus. That's my parents. But I, <laughs> like, the, the people who've done Forum are like, oh. Like, if you haven't done Forum, it's almost... I guess it's it's like a sort of religion that we are all involved with yes. for a bit. But, like, it is, there are some really helpful parts of it.
0: Yeah, I'm sure, because, I mean... It's I, about I, no...
1: utter no bullshit. Yes. Like, everything is called, and radical acceptance, and...
0: But, they, but they, I think that... well, I mean, I, I say that you're a very successful, well-rounded <laughs> individual. <laughs> Thanks, yes. And, and also, you... Having that
1: ability to be direct, I think, is wonderful. It is wonderful, although, as I've talked about before, if the world hasn't done Landmark Forum... You're, yes you're that's so right you're so right so I was brought up by two people like direct this is it this is the bullshit carry out like come on you're six years old what are you going to do with your life and you're like <laughs> okay I'm going to pick up my shoes more that's right this is it we're going to all take care of each other and then you go out to the world you're like hey I think you should do this this and this and they're like what is your fucking problem do you know what
0: you're so right and because like, I oh. think that's why you end up doing the forum and then you're feeling both. very positive. very powerful, very so powerful pa- so positive and then about a month or two afterwards you realise the world is not going to and you can be really direct and really honest and then people don't give that back to you yeah and so it's or don't
1: want it they don't don't want your honesty no they just and they don't think it's special or kind no they think it's mean and annoying and you're like but I've been with all these people and when we were all radically honest we felt great they're like I don't care (laughs) I know I just want you to lie to me yes I want you to lie to me a lot some people want to be lied to and that is I have I think I've only probably last couple of years learned that lesson yeah after banging because i was brought up in this of course so that's
0: like you know your default setting yeah. is to be honest and to be oh direct oh god and-
1: to be honest direct it doesn't matter how long it takes we can somehow emotionally connect over this if we're up right. till five in the morning
0: we'll get there we just got to get through the bullshit here, guys do you think then <laughs> do you have a um a tendency to think that you can fix all problems <sighs> i'm hiding <laughs> i'm actually hiding <laughs> yes well, you see, that's interesting because I feel like that too, but, <laughs> but not a, because I was raised in a in a house where everything was denied and and wow. and, and nobody was honest about their feelings, but yeah. there is a, a belief, I think uh, about myself, especially in relationships where if someone's being an asshole to me, instead of going, that bloke is an asshole, yeah. I'll go, do you know what I'll do?" I'll just be better. <laughs> yeah, and I'll, yeah. And I'll fix this. I can fix it. By being the best person ever. Never blaming them, never asking them to take responsibility because I have all the answers. Oh, mine's slightly different because we were
1: always brought up to like sort of delve into each other's like what's. I'm always like, they're an arsehole. Something uh, wrong with them. I can fix them. Like, that's <laughs> right. I don't sort of think, I sort of think like, you've definitely got the problem. Give me six weeks and I'll sort it And okay. I'll sort it out. And I've had to just go, some people are assholes. Yeah. Just let it go. Yeah,
0: it's hard to... But I wonder if you have this as
1: well. I find it really hard to let people go because of my dad. Yes. I'm like, the nails are in. Like, I'm like,
0: no, no, don't go. Yeah. Even though you've been...
1: You've shown me you're not actually a good friend. Don't go. Yes, ex- I will. Do <laughs> I think that. we can fix this somehow. And,
0: yeah, and it yeah. is—it's it's completely that of, of um, giving people so many chances.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think
0: that—I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on her in a second, but that I think comes from my auntie Bernadette, wow. who basically was. My it, other parent. So who is Auntie Ben? She's your so, mum's sister. See, she's my mother's sister and was my other parent. really, right, okay. When I was growing up, so you know, I lost her when I was twenty, and the like. Not that you can compare grief, but uh, lo- losing my dad. So to finish the dad thing and then we'll come yeah, back
1: yeah yeah so your sister your sister did Landmark Forum my sister did Landmark Forum and then convinced you to do it because that's and, what
0: people in Forum do exactly and I willingly went because I was really lost at the time yeah. i just come out of drama school I wasn't working nothing was fucking going right in my yeah. life and so I just went yeah okay I'll go and do that and it did help like for that month afterwards yeah. I was like solid gold amazing and I remember I went on a date with a guy and he said to somebody afterwards oh she's very confident <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) 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 yeah, I am. I fixed all my problems. Exactly. What are yours? Yeah. Because we'll talk and then I'll bring you to the forum and you'll... But she... So anyway, they... um, During the process of that weekend, she decided she wanted to talk to dad if he was alive. Which is
1: quite common in forum. They kind of make you go back through people who are lost along the way don't they and there's a lot of like phone calls and sort of yeah digging up stuff it's a real like you're not allowed to let anything go you dig it up and you go okay that person i need to make that phone call yes
0: exactly so i I mean speak to them so your sister got in touch with him she did and it was it was kind of strange because um i think my dad had the same number like there was Something like, it was really easy to find him. Really, it was like one phone call wow. and that was it. And they started talking and I remember being a bit like, well, I'm not talking to him. There's mm. no fucking way I'm talking to him because, you know, I'm 28 now. Thanks very much. I'm already reared and I don't yeah, need your help. Yeah. I had so much anger and just course, so much disappointment about him. And So anyway, then after I did the forum, I was like, OK, I, I, better, I better call him because, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's part of the curriculum. And I called him and you, like i mean that was a conversation that i remember for the rest of my life yeah. cuz you know from 4 to 28 wow. and suddenly you know just going i'm, I'm going to call him and masuma had uh, S- my sister she had said to him she's going to call you so he was like okay i'm, I'm you know i'm kind of waiting for that <laughs> and uh, so i got up really early cuz he was still in pakistan right and and rang him and when he picked up the phone i went hi dad and like dad the word dad in my mouth felt really just and he was like oh hi Masuma I said oh no it's it's not it's not Masuma It's, it's Yaz and there was this big long pause and he just started to cry. Oh my god! And and I was like, oh, it's okay, it's okay. And then he said, yes, can I co- just call you back in like in like half an hour? I'm in the car with some people. And I was like, <laughs> okay, all right. And so he rang me, and he said that he had been in the car with these business associates, <laughs> and that he pulled over and was like crying hysterically. And they were like, what's wrong? And he said, oh, that was my daughter. And they went, okay. And he went, I haven't spoken to her in like twenty odd years. And they were like, oh, <laughs> <that a> <laughs> celebrations! <nice>? <Yeah. laughs> god, oh. that's So so there was, I thought that was very sweet. Just picturing a lot of Muslim businessmen in a car in Pakistan going, "Yeah, high five!" She's connecting with you. This is great. You're really working through a lot of stuff right now. All holding hands, guys. (laughs) Um, So then we started talking, and he said he was coming to England because um, one of my half sisters lives here. Oh wow! So yeah, he was kind of passing through, and so and you didn't know she was living here. No, didn't know like anything, and so. We wow. decided to to meet up and and meet up with her and her husband and her two children,
1: wow, yeah,
0: so and also I'm kind of going oh i've got I've got siblings. I've got to compute yeah, that and get that yeah. in my head around that. So we came to London. We met him in Heathrow. That was the weirdest thing because, you know, I hadn't seen him. And I, I remember saying, he said to us, I don't want to see pictures of you because I just feel like I'll know you when I see you. Sure, Dad, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Confident. Also, <laughs> there's going to be two of us. I mean, I, I was like going, that's not hard for him because... Yeah. You know, but for us, because we did the same thing. Yeah. Um, I remember standing there and every time any anyone with any kind of, you know, dark hue to their skin <laughs> came through, I was like, is that him? Is that him? Is that my dad? Is that um, my dad? Yeah, <laughs> Dad. Um, and then he, when he came through the their arrivals yeah. thing. basically my face on a man that's <laughs> what it was coming towards me I was like that is my that's my fucking face oh on a man my god so yeah so he came towards us and and we he we kind of embraced but he kind of fell a little bit wow. so that was and there was a thing of and I, both my parents are kind of like this and you know it's their thing but they're I, I always feel with them like I have to be the strong one right so, yeah, you're all yeah. right dad come on pick pick him up you know, we have. Yeah, we,
1: but what an emotional. I, I mean, after he hasn't spoken to you for 20 years, you have to be like, it's all right. Yes, yeah. You yes. kind of want him to be like, exactly, I'm sorry. Exactly. Yeah. And like
0: yeah, but we, but both myself and my sister were like, come on, it's okay, come on, come on. And just kind of like picked him up. And oh my Also, God. he was very, when my parents met, I think he was, you know, kind of, he was, he was Muslim, but he was going to pub. Right. you know what I mean okay, yeah, yeah. and my mother was Catholic but she was going to the pub and yeah. well you Catholics all Catholics <laughs> go to the pub but she was um, you know interested in men that weren't Catholic and you know probably being a little bit non-Catholic in yeah. ways but when as years went by she went back to being quite Catholic and he when I saw, met him again he was very traditionally Muslim wow. and so it was a very weird picture of me with this incredibly you know Muslim, I don't know that that's offensive to say, a very Muslim looking man, but he looked very Muslim. He had the whole gear on. Yeah, he had all the stuff on. All the stuff was on. And I was standing there, like, you know, in a dress, and I yeah. was holding his hand. Yeah. So it looked like this white woman <laughs> in a dress was just holding hands randomly with an, uh, an older Muslim man. Um, so I was going, that's a picture. Because you could see people going, what the fuck? Is yeah, yeah what's in there? going on
1: here? Welcome back to Griefcast with Carrie Lloyd.
0: So we met in the airport, we chatted for a while and then, uh, and then met a, like a time again for dinner with my half-sister. Wow. And that was, yeah, we were just trying to kind of like, I don't know, again, it's just a very blurry thing in my mind, even though it's like in my recent past in yeah. a way. Um, and then we lost touch again. And I think by that stage, because we were talking every day on the phone, and then it started to become every other day and mm. then it was every week. And I think looking back on it now, after a lot of therapy, when I felt him pull away again, I was like, Fuck this. I'm not yeah. I'm not having him do this to me again. Of so, course
1: not. You can't go through it. Like, yeah. It's too painful.
0: So I just so You want time. some control over it. Yes. So I basically told myself, We're too different, our mm. cultures are too different. Um, you know, he he's never really going to understand me, and I don't understand him, and I don't want to get involved. Like I did, not basically, just completely shut down mm. and made a list of excuses how as to why it was just never going to work out. And hey, listen, I've met him, that's fine. Yeah. And so then, about four years ago, I was I was in bed. It was like one in the morning, and my sister called me, and and I'm not on any social media. I haven't been for a long time. And uh, she rang me and she said, Jazz, I think Dad's dead. And I was like, well, what's making you say that? And she said, because one of our half-sisters had posted on Facebook a picture of our dad and said something like, I can't believe I'm never going to see you again. And I was like... Well, he's not gone to the fucking shops now, has he? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like he's like like that is, and I, I yeah, just, I guess Masuma. <laughs> yes. He said, "Oh my <laughs> god!" Just weighing everything up in my mind. It's There's got the evidence usual, here. <laughs> yeah,
1: mm, it's a um, tricky
0: case. It's not like a, he's, got, he's off after the seaside for a while. Oh my god! So I just remember like the rage, that but like I just went fuck. All of them. Yeah. Fuck all of them. Why would you why would you not make sure that all of his children know yeah. before you put something like, But obviously she was in great pain and wasn't thinking and yeah. and we weren't part of their lives and everything else. So my sister had to email our brother in law that we'd met um when we'd had dinner with my dad and say is our dad dead? Oh, it's, my God. You know, in the subject bar. Yeah. <laughs> just just wondering. <laughs> yeah. um, and he was like, I'm so sorry. Yes, your dad did die. And we're, we're, we're all very, very sorry that, you know, you found out the way that you did. It's really unacceptable. And because, you know, they bury their dead so quickly. Yeah. He was buried by the time that we heard. and And also I was kind of again shut down and going, don't care, don't care, don't care. But I mean, it was, I remember crying. Like being like lying on my floor and crying, mm. and just and and just going. I know I don't really know this person. I know that when we were talking every day on the phone when I was twenty eight, I really loved him. Like mm. I really I could I could tell that he well he was he was just very funny. Mm. And one time, I mean I I really love inappropriate humor. And he said to me one time, um, "Well, you know, as you know me, oh no, you don't. I abandoned you." <laughs> <laughs> And I and I really enjoyed that. I was like, "Oh, that joke is right up my street." Because <laughs> you did, um, and so yeah. I was, mean, good on him. That's a funny joke. <laughs> no, it was. big eh, moments. I but, mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, I mean, you're just getting away with that. Just yeah. And it's yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's yeah. like two months in, talking every day yeah, on the phone. Yeah. If you'd done it day one, probably hung, would have hung up. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely like there was yeah I I kind of fell in love with him again yeah. and then when I felt and I do that with relationships now with with anything where I feel if someone's pulling away from me I go well you fuck off then that's great you know so I mean all of it's just it's just a cycle isn't it it's just just unbearable isn't it
1: not unbearable unbelievable It's none of these things it's believable (laughs) (laughs) because it's just I don't know if you feel this like sometimes I'm like oh my god I wish it wasn't like with my therapist we'll be going through something and then I start laughing she's like well I'm like oh it's about my dad. Yeah, like because I'll be yeah. convinced it's about. No, it's not actually. It's not about that. It's about this person and what they did. What? Oh, it's about my dad. It reminds me yeah. of my dad dying.
0: Oh. Just that. Any problem? Is it yeah. about your dad? Yeah, probably. It well, yeah, probably is. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. Because it's so. I mean, I, I. It took me ages to tell my therapist that I'd seen my dad again when I was four. Wow. And then she was like, but that's quite important information. I was going, oh, but if I say that, then we're going to (laughs) know, I'm going to know that this is why all my relationships are shit." But it is. just going to talk about that. (laughs) I just want to talk about something else for a second. (laughs) I know. It's always that. So yeah, yeah, I mean, like that's, it's, it was a weird grieving process because I was determined to grieve. Right. I was determined because I, at that stage, when I kind of got into my 30s, I was like, oh, do you know what? There was all sorts of fucked up shit that happened yeah. in my childhood. I got to talk to someone about this.
1: Gotcha. And
0: so I remember going, I'm going to have this grieving process because when Bernadette died, I was grieving like mad and... and but was twenty and didn't have the tools. Didn't really know yeah. how to express it. So, what
1: did Bernadette die of? What happened? She had
0: cancer. Oh, okay. So, was she ill for a long time? She was. It was kind of um, oh. on and off. She she had cancer and then it it went into remission and then all of a sudden it was like it felt like it in within two weeks she just died. Wow. And it kind of came back so aggressively. But, um, she, she was yeah. She kind of raised me with my mom. She was this incredible incredibly funny goofy (coughs) kind kind woman and you know that was the thing about with her and my dad was that all the the, these like kind of little tiny memories I have of my dad I have these oceans of memories of Bernadette and I like can still now it's like that's 17 years ago I still remember her voice I still remember her laugh I still remember all of these things about her but like her dying was the like I mean I've, I've never felt pain like that before in my life so that was your first big death then was Bernadette and I and I remember like and I'm sure you had this too but or maybe I mean everyone's different but I kind of got to a point where I was sick of waking up in the morning and crying. Oh god, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. just going, "Is this? Can, can we just? Can I have ten minutes <laughs> yeah. where I'm just not going to be covered in tears?" I think
1: that's like a massive part of survival. Mm. Like, I think there's some if you if your brain allows you to get bored of feeling sad, I mm. think that's really good. Yes, I think that somehow there's a part of you that wants to is going. I want to live. I want to breathe. I want to be happy. Yes, I think that part is how people get through it. If you don't yeah. have that voice going. Oh my god! Seriously, you're yeah. gonna cry again yes. about this? Come on! Yeah, you're can we right. li- can we can we just have, can we have a day where we don't? I know. Yeah, and you think that's oh, quite good to have that. Quite yes. harsh. It, it an unemotional un- yeah. voice, but I do think that sort of powers you through a bit of it. You
0: know, you're right because it it did. Yeah, I was kind of I got to a point where I was embarrassed by the amount of yeah, crying I was doing, yeah. and and I remember I her, she had four <clears throat> sons. And I cried more than any of them. Like I mean, they, and they were even at one point comforting me, going, "It's going to be okay." And I was going, "I'm just so I'm so sorry. I'm crying this much." But but then I suppose she
1: obviously meant something because you didn't yeah. have your dad.
0: Exactly. So she had filled a hole that had been really important to you growing yes. up. So, and I think as well as that, my mother is isn't 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 a funny person mm. and isn't very emotional. Whereas Bernardette was incredibly funny and just you know people, you know at the funeral typical Irish people were going her goodness killed her it was her, <laughs> she was so good that it killed her and, like not being dramatic in
1: any it's way the most Irish phrase I think I've ever heard. <laughs> yes. combining and, the two things we love yes goodness yeah, and
0: death yeah together oh it's, a it's soup. <laughs> yeah it's just so good that she died <laughs> so it was like that of of um, yeah that was really true she was just so good and again that type of person like us like we're talking about just constantly saw the good in people yeah. and would overgive to people that didn't deserve it but you know she'd kind of just keep hoping that they come back as a better person wow. and I think that I do that sometimes and I, I hope it's her trait even though it's not a particularly helpful trait it's still <laughs> you know something that she did that I always loved her for yeah so yeah. she was this real you know it's one of those things where people always say oh Someone was such a good person. They were so kind, but she was really great and really fun. And you know, her na- her surname was King, and she used to always say that um, the Scarecrow and Mrs. King was <laughs> was based on her life. <laughs> and we'd just go like every time there was an episode going, yeah, that happened. You guys weren't here, but that was that just happened to me last week. And so just like, really stupid and and goofy and and all of that stuff were. That I kind of ended up doing as my job. Yeah, yeah. And I think that she would have been really happy to see that. She would have like really. So yeah, that was that.
1: that before you went to drama school. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah. So that
0: was like I was really just kind of. Well, I realized I'd done a few plays and stuff mm. that she'd been to see, and uh, but I I hadn't really serious. I I knew I wanted to do it. I just didn't know how. Mm. And so like that was just kind of on the cusp of that. Like a couple of years later, I went to drama school, and you know, but it was it was. I don't know if her dying made me realize that you know the whole thing of life's too short and yeah, you have to do yeah with you. but it was definitely a different and and I don't know like a more prolonged grief than my father when my dad died, I I lay on the floor, I cried, I cried for a few days, I talked about it, I saw my therapist for one more session, <laughs> um, but I, I kind of went, I kind of think I was crying because it was the end of the hope of us ever yeah. really reconciling, of us ever really getting, like, just sitting down and going, because when he apologised and he did apologise for being a shit dad, I went, oh no, no, it's okay. Instead of going, do you know what? I'm fucking angry with you. Because yeah, if never... you have a kid, you don't fucking walk away from that kid. Mm. And what? And I know you're saying sorry, but sorry's fuck what all used mean to me to now. Me? Yeah. And so, you know, with Bernadette, it was just, I loved this person. She was kind and good. And and, and, and and I felt her love. I felt her love every day. And I just couldn't fathom a world where she wasn't in it. Mm. And... Still to this day I kind of just feel like I've just seen her through the day. I don't know if you feel like that about your dad, but
1: Um Yeah, I still sometimes have to remind myself. There's still a bit of me sometimes like like I I said this in another episode, actually with Ashton, that um I only realised recently, thanks to my therapist, that I always say, When I was fifteen my dad died and I never say he's dead. Because ah. died implies Still kind of going, doesn't it? It's like it's very active. He died. Just happened. Yeah. Just last week he died. Yeah. I was like, my dad's dead. is like, oh no, it's, thank you. Yeah, it's final. Isn't yeah, it's it? very final. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm not quite ready for that. Twenty years on. <laughs>
0: like, you know, though, that's very interesting, Carrie, because I think I still refer to my dad as my dad's died. Yeah. My dad, my dad died in 2014, or, but I don't think I go. My He's dad's dead. dead. Yeah. I
1: think it's it's a really weird distinction that I had never, ever picked up on. Yes. Because if you'd said to me before, are you comfortable talking about it? I'd be like, of course I am. Yeah. I talk about it all the time. I'm constantly saying to people, when I was 15 my dad died. And mm. then you have to go, but in your head, how old are you? Mm, 15. And when do you think you haven't? Last week? So it's like <laughs> oh, okay, I think maybe we need to uh, yeah. talk about that. And yeah. I it was only when she's she made me say which didn't make me, but she was like, you know, he's dead and perhaps you need to say that and I tried to say it and I was like... Mm, uh, Oh. and I just started bawling my eyes out and I was like oh I'm still processing I'm still processing yeah but I think so I think childhood trauma yeah is a massive thing yeah I you mean, know and I think it's it's hard for people to accept that sometimes because every childhood has some trauma in it sure so sure. what we're saying is everybody has problems
0: yes like, yeah. oh great well I knew that but it's like it's stuff really can affect you. Oh, God, that's the thing, and you know, I know people. I, I used to say for a long time, "Well, look, I wasn't burned with cigarettes," <laughs> and like, so that, so I'm fine. Yes, yeah, so I'm absolutely fine. But yeah, any kind of disruption yeah. or death or you know, <clears throat> abandonment. I think what we're talking about is absence as well—the yes. absence
1: of someone. Yeah, and it's funny, like you know, you're saying Bernadette was obviously so present, so present, and so full of love, and so there, but. That's almost like then. Well, then what? What can we say? She was just. She was great. Yes. But the absence of someone just produces a thousand questions. Exactly. Exactly. Whereas the presence of them is like they're there. Great. I don't yes. need to worry. Exactly.
0: Yeah. They'll always be there unless yeah. something. And they happens. love me. I've got that. Yeah. Great. And I feel that. But yeah, I mean, even now, like, there's so many things about the way I live my life that obviously and will always be informed by my dad leaving me so yeah. many times. You know, there's a, just a mistrust of people. There's yeah. a, a, you know, and there and I have. Have a, a real, a real hard time with liking myself mm. because you know I'm always kind of going well. If somebody likes me, like straight straight out of the gate, I'm always a bit like, what the fuck is wrong with them? Why would they? <laughs> can they not see? Can they not see that, that you know there's something yeah. there that I don't even know what it is, but it's deeply, oh, deeply unlovable. God. Yeah. But I know that that's the case for a lot of people. Like probably more people have it than don't. Yeah, definitely. And it's, yeah, but it's like um.
1: I find that if someone's very nice straight away, just yeah. nice, yeah. there's a difference because people can, you can get on with people straight away, but they're also taking the piss out of you. <laughs> yeah. So I think <laughs> that it's that what comedy up. offers. Yes. Comedian friends will offer like, oh, well, I'm acknowledging you're a piece of shit, but I'm a piece of shit so yes. you're like oh great we can talk but when I meet people who I would describe as like healthy and normal
0: yeah, yeah. and they're nice to me I'm like what is your problem I know why I, are you being so nice to me I really don't like it I find I fi- it I find it suspicious yeah I, I'm very confronted by it and yeah. I I am waiting for the other shoe to drop yeah
1: yeah oh yeah all the time and I again yeah I think it comes from yeah low self-esteem yeah. and all of those all of those things but it, it's it's so tiring because sometimes people are just being nice. I know, I know. You are so nice. You are such a nice, cool person. Well, so are you. Oh
0: yes. <laughs> if we have each
1: other. We anyway. have at least we have each other. That's amazing. And forum memories. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So you miss. So you weren't at your dad's funeral. No. But did you? Have you ever been over?
0: Pakistan? No. No. So are you I tempted. Mean, I am tempted, but I think when the the feeling that we got. This was never confirmed. Mm. But the feeling that I got was that people didn't know about us. So we didn't, I mean, he was, I said to him, I'll come over. And he said, oh, no, 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 it's, it's not a very good time. And, um, I, yeah, so I kind of, you know, he wasn't. And just when I said that there, I just had a, a thought of going, God, it's so like a lot of relationships I've been in. Wow. Where yeah. you just, you know, the, the person is just kind of going, it's not a good time or, you know, they don't offer me very much. Yeah. This is just a, a therapy session I'm sure, having it, here <laughs> right now. Um, but yeah, it was like, oh, it's not a good time. Um, you know, it, 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 I'll I'll let you know when it's a good time. But that is
1: really about keeping hope, isn't it? Yes. It's keeping hope, which sounds like that was something that was done the hope was kept for you. Yeah. Probably out of such goodness of like you know he'll come back and we'll see him yes. and we don't know when like it's all from a good place but it means you're constantly
0: thinking is it today? Is it yes, exactly. To today, you're maybe? just you get you get really, really good at waiting. Yeah, and you I must think, be amazing at waiting. Oh, listen, if I'm in a queue, <laughs> I'm the most chilled out person. I'm like, they'll get to me eventually. But you, I do, I remember being in school and people saying to me, oh, you're, you know, you're a very patient person. But I think it's just like, I'm just so good at going, okay, I just, I'm just, i just going to make myself comfortable and yeah. see what, you know, if that person eventually shows up.
1: And I guess having that gap that you did of like, you know, not seeing him before and then you were 28, when you when you said when you lost contact with him you must have thought okay another big gap then i'll see him when i'm 36 and yes and so that's must have been such a painful oh
0: well, yeah, i waited i what? know and then that, <laughs> this is so, not the agreement yeah exactly he's supposed to come back totally and there was and i I've, I've never said this before because i have such a huge amount of guilt about it but so we did he, again he he started to like be you know, he'd he'd call me every week and then it was every two weeks and then it was a month. So I started getting really angry. And on New Year's Eve, I think of 2012, maybe 2013, I I was at a party. I was fucking pissed. (laughs) Of course. um, And I checked my phone and he left me a voice message. And I hadn't spoken to him in about four months. And he just said, you know, hi, Yaz, it's dad. Just wanted to say, you know, I, I wish you a happy new year. And I remember just going, fuck it, like... I'm not calling him back cuz this this is just the same old shit again yeah. why is he and um and so I left it because I just didn't I just didn't want to get into the cycle of it again. Yeah, of course. Because in a way he's my you know, you know, he was my father and I will love him forever. Like I I I as I said when I met him I realized how much I loved him and how much I'd loved him when he was back when I was 4 and how much mm. I must have loved him when I was 18 months old. Like I was crazy about him. But it it was kind of like um a bad boyfriend situation yeah yeah you know of like someone you're over he's someone, not reliable yeah and just calling me every <coughs> you know and just going hey how are you thinking yeah. of yeah and you just go well if you come back you're just gonna fuck me around again yeah. and so you know I just I, I carried an awful lot of guilt because I thought I never told anybody because because then it would have seemed like oh you know he did reach out and you rejected him so you're a bad child
1: Rather than all the times he'd rejected you, and you were only doing it out of learned behaviour of like protection, but I I completely understand that. But I should have done. I should have should should, which is just
0: like designed to destroy your self esteem. Well, exactly. And when he died, then I, you know, of course, I punished myself with. And he called you that time, and you never called him back. And you know, so that was the last time I ever heard his voice. Was him saying, "I just wanted to wish you a happy new year." But but you're right, because now I'm kind of. You know, getting to a point in my life where I just go, people have to take like I will take responsibility when I fuck up, yeah, and other yeah. people have to take responsibility when they fuck up. And for for him, he, yeah, he 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 was the one who made me mistrustful of yeah. him because,
1: and also in a weird way, isn't it good that he did do that? So he died knowing he wished you Happy New Year. Yeah, yeah. So oh, that's a weird thing to say, but like not that that absolves him at all, but like he didn't go to his death thinking yes. that he, he knew he'd called you and he'd said that and that was obviously him sort of saying I love you. Yeah. And I think as a parent, like, I don't know. I always look for the good. Sometimes I think maybe I shouldn't, but I'm like, well, yeah. it's not that. It's not that. Oh, you didn't call him back. It's that he called. That's what matters. Is he called? Yes. It's not about you because you're in charge of your reaction, and of course you didn't have to call him back. Look at what he'd done
0: for your whole life. Yes. Yeah. No. That no. That does make me feel better, and I I know what you're saying about looking for the good in people, but I think that you have to, in those kinds of situations when the person is dead and you're not going to get that chance, yeah, to yeah, them, you have to find a way of forgiving them. As Oprah as that sounds, yeah. No, you do. You, know, you definitely. Do. I like I. I, I, and over the time that he, after he's died, um, and that's only four years ago. Mm. I have done things like I had a picture of him and I ripped it up, because mm. I went, I don't want a fucking picture of this man. He was never around for me, and then I ripped it up. And then three days later, I went, no, I want to rip that up, because you know I don't have, I don't have any, many pictures yeah. of him. So I know again, it, like forgive him, forgive myself. Yeah, I'm gonna do some pretty nutsy things, you know, because yeah, of that relationship. Of
1: course, of course, and it's. it's like the parent-child relationship is so confusing, <laughs> yes, yeah, because if you hate them, you hate fifty percent of yourself. I know. And it's so annoying. I and know. then you're annoyed because you didn't ask for that. They
0: just gave that to I, you. It's the, such a frustrating yes, cycle. <laughs> the, they just had it. And you know, that kind of thing of of being an abandoner, yeah, I'm really good at that too. Yeah. Like I will, you know, if i'm if I'm unsure about something, if someone pisses me off, I will just <laughs> disappear in the fucking night, you yeah. know, I'm just gone. So, you know, he did teach me some things <laughs> that I, I shouldn't have kept <clears throat> on yeah. in my life.
1: And I guess maybe, I don't know if this is fair, like maybe that's where he was coming from. A fear of himself, of abandonment. I guess you don't know about yeah. where he had come from, what
0: his oh, parents had been like. He's a real question mark to yeah. me. I mean, I, like, yeah, but I, I think with both of my parents, you know, if, if we all have had trauma, I think they had particular trauma that they, I mean, we, at our age, we're in this great space where we talk about things yeah. and we're able to acknowledge this happened to me and that happened to me. And, you know, there's a way of expressing it and having it validated. I know my mother would rather chop her head off than talk about anything that's ever happened to her in her life. <laughs> because it's just like that would be, first of all, that's telling you, that's telling you her business. Yeah, yeah. And that's making her vulnerable. Yeah. And they that they don't like that. I don't think my father liked that either. So, you know, yeah, he will always be a bit of a, a question mark in terms of what happened to him and you know, why he was... Because it's not a cultural thing to abandon your children. No, no. It's... you just got to ask, you know, I just would like to know how he, I don't know, made that okay every day. Mm. Because I've got my... Like, my friend's children. They're not my children. (laughs) But I love those children. I know that I... When I'm... If I was, you know, offered a job where would have to be in America for six months. I'd really miss those kids. I don't yeah. know if I could be away from them that long. And they ain't my kids, <laughs> you know? So I just think, oh, wow, to be okay with, like, missing out on your... In your, your child's entire life. And it's so hard though, because that's the problem with death
1: is, and I always say this about my dad, of like, I, I'm so angry, he ended the conversation. Yeah. like, how dare you? Yeah. I'm not finished. Yes, yes. <laughs> Excuse me? I have stuff to say. We're still talking. <laughs> yeah. And it's hard because you, maybe he wasn't okay with it. Mm. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe he was in pain. Maybe he suffered, you know, didn't, all of those things, but you just, they're not there to fucking ask. So, you I have know. to somehow have that conversation internally, which is. I can think can be very healing, but also there's always a bit of you like, oh, am I just? I wish I could. Yeah, you know that's grief, isn't it? Yeah, that constant kind of. I saw a quote recently which is like, grief is just love, and I was like, oh, fuck (laughs) off. Because I was like, it's not just love. No, it's anger and confusion and annoyance and yeah, and love and happiness and pain. It's like and fear and yeah, uh, yeah. It's so much more complicated
0: than that. The, no, I mean that's just some, is that someone who's ever lost anyone? <laughs> that's just kind of just say just saying the first yeah. thing that comes into their head. But you're right. I mean, because we're all so used to stories having endings, yeah, and we like yeah. that. And that's when it's not, we just feel like. It's almost like you're just in disbelief because you're going, No, someone, something's going to come back and make this right. Yeah. Because in every story I've ever read or anything I've ever watched, <laughs> there's an ending. And so something, even if it's a ghost ad situation, <laughs> you know? Sure, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. I just have some questions I'd like to ask. Yeah. I think
1: that's the other thing that happens having spe- spoken to so many comedians and performers and actors. It's like we're obsessed with narrative. Mm. We love narrative that's yeah. our job is to tell stories yes and when your own narrative is is unsatisfactory yes i think you then get obsessed with
0: making satisfactory narratives you were so right yeah. honest to god that is like yeah i i really have to remind myself several times a day that i'm not writing the story of my life yeah that yeah it's an airplane and i'm just sitting in a passenger seat i'm not Dri-
1: driving the plane. <laughs> 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 That's why you're not driving. That's because <laughs> you're you're not sure what the term is. I am not riding she the plane. Yes, <laughs> wants to drive the plane. Everybody.
0: <laughs> let ah, me in I know ah, sure. where it's going Yeah, I know all the stops
1: yeah yeah I think it's a it's a really nice metaphor not the driving bit um, yeah you're just a passenger in it, and it's, there's not much you just have to like sit back yeah. and it doesn't mean be passive yes like you said that doesn't mean just sit there and being like
0: oh okay I know but just try and like you know have an in-flight meal watch a few <laughs> movies just don't get up and go into the cockpit and go what's going on here yeah <laughs> yeah because they're, they're not going to like that and they're there's not- nothing you can do they're going we know where we're going you need to sit the down. Yeah, but that's—I mean—that's what I try. So when I find myself getting all worked up because something isn't going the way that I think it should, I try and say to myself, "Get out of the cockpit. <laughs> you're in there. You're pressing all the buttons. You've lost your mind."
1: And because of what's happened in recent history, people are not allowed in the cockpit anymore. I know. Okay? It went I know.
0: bad. Especially somebody of Pakistani descent. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not supposed to be in there pulling the ejector string and. <laughs> You can definitely make that joke.
1: (laughs) You're allowed. You're allowed. Oh, yes, thank you so much for coming to talk to me about your lovely Aunt Bernadette and your dad. My dad.
0: (laughs) Just that's a full stop after him. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank
1: you. You can watch Yasmin on There She Goes, which is on iPlayer now, or see her in Lovesick, which is on Netflix. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the griefcast and you can email the griefcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the show, please do rate and review it on iTunes and click subscribe as well on your podcast app. It definitely helps other people find the podcast if you do things like that. I know we all ask you to do it cuz it does it does help and if you have done it, thank you very much. It is much appreciated. Music was provided by the Glue Ensemble and the show was edited by Kate Holland with thanks to Whistledown Studios. And remember, you are not alone.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen,